Good to be with you this post-Iowa caucus. We're going to get with uh, Matt Piper in just a second, but first we're going to talk just a second about the fact that a little bit later, the economy. Are we doing poorly? Are we not doing poorly? I'm getting mixed messages, and we'll visit with and try to get a take from, I shouldn't say visit with, but we'll try to get a take from uh, former candidate for president, Doug Burgum, uh, in just a little bit about what he said in an interview with CNN about that yesterday. Matt Piper is, well, he's good at it. I mean, you don't win Emmys unless you're good at it. He's an Emmy award-winning CBS News correspondent, and he's giving us some of his time today. Matt, good to have you on News and Views. Hi, Joel. Good morning. Thank you. How much sleep did you get last night? (laughs) Only about four or five hours. And as, of course, as you can hear now behind me, I'm I'm at the airport. I was supposed to fly out later today. Of course, I woke up to a cancellation, so I've been... uh, trying to deal with the weather just like everyone else here (laughs) so okay before we get into the details when you go do a job like this when you head out uh do you remember exactly the type of clothes you have to bring or do you just buy them when you get there Oh, no, I, I, I do a little research, luckily. You know, these, these are temperatures that I'm not used to dealing with. I'm sure maybe you guys are there. Um, but, you know, to, to fly into negative uh, 30 degrees is uh, quite bone chilling. So I, I, I was prepared. Yeah, we act here uh, like it's no big deal. It's a big deal. It really is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Matt, any yeah. surprises last night in the results? I guess I would say the surprises would be, first of all, that that Donald Trump won as big as he did. You know, more than 50 percent is a huge chunk of the vote. And when you add in uh, Ramaswamy, Haley and DeSantis, the three of them even combined did not hit the number that he hit. I guess the other big um, headline would be Ron DeSantis coming in second. I mean, this was kind of a race for second place between he and Nikki Haley. There were questions about which one of them would come out on top. And, you know, they were neck and neck for most of the night and they only, you know, are about two percentage points in between one another. But uh, it was a bigger night for him. But that could all change, of course, in one week uh, in New Hampshire. So the DeSantis thing scared me or not scared me. It actually uh, surprised me as well. I didn't see him coming in second with the way the momentum of the Haley campaign seemed to be taking over. But that being said, I know he put a lot of money into Iowa. Does he have enough money to make that same type of race in New Hampshire? Yeah, I mean, that's certainly a big question. While I've been here, I've seen a lot of ads of his. Uh, he you know, has been boasting the fact that he's hit all 99 counties uh, in the last you know, almost year or so. Uh, and as it was, you know, surprising, perhaps, I have to say, you know, I've been here for a few days talking to voters and I actually, you know, when, when I'd ask people who they were leaning toward, more people told me Ron DeSantis than anyone else, even more than Trump. So, um, you know, leading into it, it might have been surprising at first. But then when I started to really talk to people on the ground here, he seemed like he had a lot of support uh, here here in Iowa. Well, okay, so now you look beyond. I mean, you know, when you look – because it seems to me the talking point is gone. If you're Nikki Haley, if you're Ron DeSantis, uh, you want to be able to say as you leave Iowa that more than half of the Republican Party and the people that turned out to vote didn't vote for Donald Trump. They can't say that. I mean, they can't say that. I mean, he, he won this thing and he won it big. Right. I mean, they're almost kind of sharing votes here, right? I mean, it could be a flip-flop low uh, next week because if the polling is correct, which it not always is, but certainly last night it seemed to be almost dead spot on, um, Nikki Haley's been doing well in New Hampshire. Uh, You know, she's almost been neck and neck with Donald Trump. And in fact, Ron DeSantis is so low, he's even lower than Chris Christie, who's not even in the race anymore. 
Um, so, you know, this could be another race for second place, and it could be a good time for Nikki Haley to get some momentum eventually heading into South Carolina, uh, much like Joe Biden had several years ago, because if, you know, <laughs> it feels like it was a long time ago, but it wasn't that long ago, the Iowa caucuses last go around when actually Pete Buttigieg won here in Iowa, and then it wound up being huge momentum for Joe Biden once he hit South Carolina. So this is now just a race to uh, to see what else happens. Matt Piper is our guest with CBS News. Matt, uh, when you look at uh, what happened with Ron DeSantis, there was a lot of um, a lot of predictions that he was going to come in third. Uh, and if he came in th- third with the money he put into Iowa and the time he put in, that would probably mean it's time to pull the pin uh, that he, that he's done. Um, d- does this inject any new energy into his campaign? I would say so, yeah. You know, look, this was really kind of going into this. This was a battle for second place here in Iowa. You know, we kind of voters had their minds made up in terms of them wanting Donald Trump. I mean, he won literally 98 of the 99 counties here, which is a huge win for him. Um, So, yeah, I think that this is an exciting time for Ron DeSantis' campaign. But again, in one week is when there's going to be another telltale sign of how this is going to look. And if the polling's correct, he has not been doing very well in New Hampshire because he kind of put all of his election eggs in this Iowa basket, you know, which is great for here. But, you know, after this, it's this nonstop trudging through different states of trying to win over voters in these different primary states. And has he done that? Uh, you know, we'll see beginning next week and then in the weeks after that. And then if it winds up being uh, not the case, he might, he or or Haley or, or anyone else might have to do, you know, what Vivek Ramaswamy did last night and bow out because you're either running out of money or you realize that there's just no way that you're going to get any edge here. Hey, you know, I'm sitting here looking at some of the voting totals, uh, you know, and this was uh, with 95% in, but you're looking at oh, about 110, 115,000 votes. I mean, that's it. Just 115,000 votes. If you look at the money that was spent for each one of those votes, then it's just astronomical. But was that a lower voter turnout than what you had thought it would be, Matt? It's hard to say. I mean, you know, people, I would say, are they used to heavy snow here? Sure. Um, But the snow came really bad on Friday. I mean, this was a blizzard. So people that I spoke with the last couple of days, that yes, no matter what, I'm going to caucus. It doesn't matter what it's like. I'm going to go out there. Others, I think, maybe saw the writing on the wall in terms of Donald Trump, whether they were a supporter or not, and said, look, it's not it's not worth my life to go out on Monday where it's going to be cold and freezing and dark. You know, this is different than a primary. A caucus happens at night. It happens over a few hours at a city hall or a church or a school. When we vote, it's a five or 10 minute process, and you can do it at 10 o'clock in the morning during the day. So the weather here, I think, definitely played a factor in terms of people either not able to go out or not wanting to go out because of just how bad it's been. I mean, we're talking about negative 30, negative 40 degree temperatures here at night. It's been really, really cold. So I have to ask you this. Uh, when when you look at the pathway, because you mentioned that with Ramaswamy, the, the, there was no pathway there. If Haley doesn't do well in New Hampshire— uh, is there a pathway for her? Is because if you look at some of the poll numbers in her in her home state of South Carolina, they're abysmal. I mean, she to to catch any sort of fire, she has to do well, really well in New Hampshire, does she not? 
Yes, I would say so. And there has to be a point where, you know, you look in the mirror and say, all right, is this something that I want to continue to do? And again, am I maybe running out of money? I mean, it's a, at the end of the day, this is a big money game here. And if your supporters, huge donors, start to see that, you know what, this might not be in the cards for you, they'll stop donating. Um, um, so, yes, New Hampshire is certainly a big deal for next week. Obviously, I'm sure that she wants to hold on until South Carolina so that maybe she can get some bragging rights in her own state. But as you say, if it's already not looking great for her there, that could wind up being a little embarrassing. So do you want to get out before it's too late, a la Chris Christie, who did last week, who said, you know what, I just I know I'm not going to do well. I'm going to bow out respectfully. Who who, who knows if that's what she does? Last question, I promise, uh, Matt. I I don't think I've ever asked a national reporter this before in my life. Uh, But will uh, either of these candidates hang in there? based upon the what-if scenario if Donald Trump goes to jail? I mean, what, what does the Republican Party do? And I know that there's talk that, that he can win as a convicted felon, but you know who fills that void if the Republicans throw their hands up in the air when the man that they're, they're voting right now is sitting in jail? Yeah, I mean, it's not a bad question. I mean, yes, you're right. He can still serve even if he's a convicted felon or even if he's in a in a trial courtroom, you know, in the next 10, 11, 12 months. Um, there's also the question, though, of, you know, will I stay in or bow out if he chooses me as his running mate? I mean, that's always been a question of, of the people against Nikki Haley. Are you doing this to be Donald Trump's vice president? So, you know, in that regard, who knows? I mean, maybe someone like that would want to stay in to eventually be number two if you need to step into that role if something huge happens to Donald Trump with these court cases. Um, you know, will they stay in because of that? It's hard to say because these we're talking about court cases. You know, I've, I've been covering those court cases out of New York. Some of these aren't going to happen until later this year. Um, so that would be a really, really long way to try and continue to raise money, continue to stay in the race, maybe, you know, poll or, or, or wind up getting votes in the single digits you know do you stay in or do you do you do you get out it's it's really hard to say i i think at the end of the day it's unfortunately the way the politics is in the the country it's a money game well and in the difference you mentioned running mate but the difference for donald trump is he's such a larger in life personality it doesn't matter i mean some might argue Kerry lake in arizona it's a swing state this that i don't think donald trump makes his decision who his running mate is based upon they will help me win that state. <laughs> you know? Right. It's, no, it's that's different. True. And there's, yeah. And there's, of course, been the talk of, you know, the Christy Gnome in, in your area as well. In fact, yesterday, uh, I think it was yesterday when I was in the Iowa event center, Carrie Lake was there. She was doing some type of interview with, with somebody. I'm not sure who it was, but I don't know if she eventually, you know, wound up meeting up with, with Trump out here or not. Um, he claims that he already has someone chosen. He said that, I think, last week. Uh, we don't, of course, know who that is. That could be still, you know, a game of cat and mouse in terms of us figuring out who it is or him eventually saying it. Um, you know, who who knows? There's a, there's a lot of names out there. You bet. Matt, go catch that flight. Thanks for your time this morning. That's okay. Thank you. You bet.